Hi, you guys. I am so excited. This is going to be the best episode of the podcast ever. I have a very special guest for you guys, Miss Kelly, who is my student. She's my mastermind student. She was in my inner circle and she has been crushing. You guys want to talk about someone that just came into the community this quarter and was like, actually, I'm changing the game. Actually, my business is going to be different this quarter. She really went all in and it's been so fun to watch her. And I'm excited to talk to her on the podcast today and just talk with her about what her journey has been like. I'm going to do some coaching with her and answer some questions. And we're just going to chat blogging life and all the things. So welcome, Miss Kelly, to the Bloggy Breakthroughs podcast. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I almost can't even believe I'm on here. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, it is kind of amazing because we don't usually have guests. Usually it's just me yelling at them. <laughs> so yeah. this is a special treat that there's like more than just me talking. <laughs> Maybe we'll start doing more interviews. I don't know. I don't know. Kelly won a giveaway that we did in the launch. So this is a lesson for you guys to come to my launches because you can win cool prizes and cool stuff that we do. <laughs> and when you announced that that was going to be one of the, honestly, I was signing up anyway. <laughs> it didn't really matter what happened. I was signing up. But um, when you announced this drawing, I was like, that's for me. Like, somebody put that there for me. I knew it. I knew I was going to get it. And then I did. And I was like, I had the zoomies all day. I found out when I was at my day job and I went berserk. You definitely manifested it. So I told Brie, I was like, Hey, like, can you make, I knew I would forget. So I was like, can you make sure to pick the drawing winners and like, tell me who they are and remind me to like do it and like set up all the things and whatever. And she voice memoed me back that night. And she was like, I just picked the winners. Guess who's going to be on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about your blog and your business. Um, my blog's called blogfeedy.com. And um, I blog about blog writing. I have been blogging for a year and a half. So this is actually my second blog. I've been blogging for a year and a half. Blog Feedy will turn one year old next month. And I really didn't make any money until I got in your mastermind. <laughs> that is- I didn't tell her to say that, you guys. No, <laughs> no, that is 100% the truth. Oh my gosh. So what changed? What do you think changed between getting in the mastermind and why did you start making, how are you making the money? Where's the revenue coming from? Course sales mostly. I stopped waiting. That's what changed. Somebody, Faith Mariah, came along and told me to stop waiting for my list to hit 1,000 subscribers to make things and sell it and that I didn't need that. And so I was like, okay. And I went and did it and I made money. <laughs> Were you waiting? Were you waiting for the 1,000 subscribers? Kind of. I wasn't really waiting for 1,000. I was waiting to feel ready and that was never going to happen, right? I just had to do it. Yeah. And Kelly showed me on a call the other day, you have a sign on your desk, right? It just says ready. This is ready. <laughs> in front of me it's yeah. such an annoying thing and I say that on live stream all the time and I like I can feel people rolling their eyes when I'm like you will make money when you decide like your business is making money right and I had that experience too even when COVID happened I got really scared and started to think like what's gonna happen and blah 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 and I was just like absolutely not like I'm not available to go backwards like this business is growing and I had such an intense energy that that was our first 10k month but it was like, I just decided, I was like, I'm not available. Like I'm unavailable. And that's kind of the energy I see from you and other people in the mastermind that I know are making money now or making money soon. It's like, people are just like, no, like I'm not 
blogging for free anymore. <laughs> like I'm going to sell stuff. People get to this point where they're like, I'm going to sell something. I don't even care what it is. <laughs> like, I'm going to sell something. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wish, you know, you get to points in your business where you look back and you're like, man, I should have started this a lot sooner. I wish that I would have started creating and selling things immediately. Like maybe like write a whole bunch of blog posts for two weeks straight and then create and sell something for two weeks straight and like stagger it. Cause if I had started creating and selling a year and a half ago, I'd be a lot better at it right now. And I would have a lot more money. <laughs> so. Yeah. Selling is a skill too. And that's why I've moved. I've changed the way I teach things all the time, but I have had and continue to have a lot of women that come into the community that I recognize need money now and can't wait to get a thousand subscribers. And I, I wouldn't wait. I mean, I wouldn't wait. Bree and I were talking about that not that long ago. She was like, can you imagine if we had waited on Faith Mariah to have a thousand subscribers? We wouldn't have the mastermind. Like we just hit a thousand subscribers not that long ago. <laughs> so, like, I don't think you have to wait for anything. I have friends that make a lot of money with really small lists and then there's i know people with huge lists that don't make any money so it's really about how good you are at sales and how good you are at identifying what your audience needs and meeting those needs and community building and that's what i love about seeing what you're doing because your facebook group is like popping off now right it is yeah well and again i mean i know i sound like a walking mastermind commercial but <laughs> faith told me to go start doing live video and i was like okay girl that's scary but i'm gonna go do it and I had zero intention of having a Facebook group at all, let alone doing a whole bunch of live trainings in it. And that's what has propelled my business to where it's at right now. I have brand evangelists now. I have people who go tell people to like get my things. I have a very, very clear idea of who my audience is and what they're struggling with. And I feel like they know them and they know me. Like they know me. I show up whether or not I'm having a bad hair day or not and and that that makes them know me right i'm not polished they feel like they can trust you there's like a deeper level of trust i think with the live video because people know like they're like you're not bsing like you're just like you can't on live video <laughs> yeah there's no editing yeah exactly well and i think that um feeling like i need to be polished was holding me back from video for a very very long time because i let me tell you i'm not like i am in my my like stretchy pants and sandals and uh non-makeup i don't i don't wear makeup um ever right and i felt like i had to like dress up and put on makeup to go on video and that was holding me back because not only was it a stressful experience because i don't know how to do those things but i didn't feel like me when i got there i didn't feel like me when i was in front of the camera it was really stressful yeah that's what happened to me too i had a similar experience i was also very scared to go on camera people are shocked to learn that but i was very very scared to go on camera and i felt the same thing where it was like I felt like I needed to like do my hair a certain way and look a certain way and have makeup on. And I think as women, we're just kind of indoctrinated that way, right? Where it's like, you need to look like this way to be taken seriously. Otherwise, what you have to say is not important. <laughs> so, and it really bothered me. And it bothered me enough to where I committed to like a month where I was like, I'm not doing my makeup. I'm not doing my hair. I'm just going to go on live the way that I am and then once i was done with that month i was like oh yeah i'm never going back like there's no way i'm gonna be like setting up lights and doing my hair and stuff and people what you tell me if you've had this experience but in my experience people don't i don't think care i don't think my audience would be any more dedicated or more excited to watch my lives or would be growing any faster if i was doing my hair and makeup every day 
What do you think? I don't think most people notice. <laughs> I think that those who do notice are like me. I'm more, I'm put at ease and I feel like I can relate to the person more when they look like me. And I am not a polished person. I'm not a makeup person. I'm not a perfect lighting person. That's just not who I am. And what I found was the videos I liked watching and the podcasts I like listening to were not the scripted, super polished, perfect stuff. Yeah, I think it's shifting a little bit. I think things are going to be changing more to favor more authentic content creators because we were talking about this on a call too. People's BS meters are like through the roof. People can tell and there's more and more people in the space cash grabbing and people trying to make businesses real quick and like that look that are very good at marketing. There's a lot of people in every space now that are very, very good at marketing, but that doesn't mean that they're good teachers. It doesn't mean that their content is good and people are starting to figure that out. And so I think being authentic I think there's going to be a huge shift to favor people that are leaders, right? I remember when the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening, someone said to me, they were like, <laughs> they were like there's a lot of marketers that were pretending to be leaders that are showing their butt right now. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, and I think people are going to more and more be able to tell who's a marketer and who's a leader and that's what I'm always trying to do in my content and trying to get my community to do is like to show up as leaders. Like, how do I shift people to become really powerful leaders? And I love what you said. And what I've been preaching lately is asking clients, like, would someone recommend you to a friend? And you know, your people would recommend you to a friend because you see them doing it in Facebook groups, right? You've seen like people like go to Kelly's Facebook group, like go to Kelly's thing. And if you're listening to this, I really want to encourage you guys to ask yourself that because I'll be straight with you. The people that I see that are not making money, people don't know who they are. You're, they're not making enough of an impact on people. Like, are you making enough of an impact on people that they would recommend you to a friend? And that's what I found with the live video, right? The email just not, isn't doing it anymore. I think that stuff is outdated and the live video is not just live video, but just video and community in general. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people for that are... What would you say to someone that wants to do video, but is scared or someone that's just listening to this, like, absolutely not. Never will I ever have a Facebook group. <laughs> um, just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Like really, there's no other way to do it. Actually, something that helped me a lot when I first started doing video is making it so I couldn't see my face because it was tripping me out. And the whole time I was like judging what I was doing. You know, I'm a real fidgety, like animated person. I'm like judging. I touch my face too much. I like, you know, itch my hair too much or whatever. So flipping the camera, making it so somehow I couldn't see what was being recorded, that made a big difference at first. But the only thing that is going to make a really huge difference is doing it and doing it a lot. I tell people this with blog writing too. Like the only way to get super comfortable and confident doing it is just to do it all the time. And it, it was the same for me with video. Um, and I don't know if this will be helpful to anyone else, but when I created my Facebook group, it was a beta test Facebook group. It was supposed to be like a pop-up Facebook group for my first product ever. So I got a group of beta testers. There was like 10 of them. And I created this Facebook group and it was for the purpose of getting feedback. And if they answered, if they had any questions, I would answer them. And so as I got a whole bunch of questions, I would just go on and answer them live. And um, it, I mean, it just kind of snowballed into this 
into this group where um, that's what I do. I go on, I, I do live trainings. You know, sometimes I just, I just shoot the stuff with them, you know, whatever. You did it's like 30 training. days, right? Is that what you did? You did a 30 day challenge? It was what? five weeks. So I, I have a, <laughs> I love live video and even I'm like, wow, like that's a lot. That's a big commitment. Yeah, it was too. What made you decide to make that big of a commitment where you were like, I'm going all in. I mean, you obviously were like, I'm doing the video thing for five weeks. What made you decide to do that? After your retreat, your virtual retreat, I don't know. I just had a lot of um, excitement and thoughts like swirling around in my head. Um, I was really pumped up and um, like I knew something was coming, but I didn't know what it was. So I started walking around yesterday. I was talking to you guys about how walking can bring me a lot of clarity when I set an intention. So I had all, all this energy. I was all hyped up after your retreat and I was like, okay, I'm going to go on a walk and then I'm going to figure out what to do with this energy. And when I was walking, it just occurred to me that I have this 25 point blog post checklist and I have a massive behemoth post that goes along with it that explains how to do every step on the checklist. And it occurred to me that I should do a live for every single point on the checklist. And I thought about doing 25 days straight. <laughs> and I was like, no, Kelly, you're crazy. I had a conversation about my, with myself about what could I really handle. And what I, I knew I could handle for five weeks was Monday through Friday, doing a live every single morning. Yeah. And the energy from your business is different, I think, after you did that. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And... Um, it brought me a lot of clarity. I was not planning on creating a product during that time and launching it at all. I was not. I was only going to focus on those lives. But the live I did on um, headlines was so wildly popular. And I had so much insane engagement from that live that I created a mini course out of it. Yeah, that's what I love about live video too, because you're basically doing market research all the time because you're talking to people and answering questions all the time. And I've found this with a lot of coaches and a lot of masterminds I've worked with people, business coaches will be like, oh, go do your market research and do your surveys. And I'm like, I don't need to survey my audience. I talk to them all the time. <laughs> like, I coach them all the time. I'm in groups with them all the time. Like I'm on, the, I'm on Zoom with them all the time. I'm in the Facebook group with them all the time. And I feel like I get a lot of feedback that I wouldn't get as far as what people need. And it's brought a ton of clarity to my business too. I don't think my business would look I don't even think I would have started teaching mindset if I hadn't done all those lives, right? Because I did all those Facebook lives thinking like, oh, people want me to help them with their blog. But as I was doing that, I was like, oh, like they actually need like X, Y, and Z. And I started to see where gaps were in people's kind of blogging education that I wouldn't have seen. And that's, I love the clarity that I get from my video. And I love that you had that experience too, because it's been really, really true for me. So tell me more about your product launch. So you launched your first product during your live. That was actually my second product launch. So the first okay. one was immediately following the beta round and I sold two. Remember, I, I was like, I'm going to sell 80. <laughs> I told her, we were on a, she's Kelly's in my small group coaching program. And she was like, my goal is 80. And I was like, how many people, I forget how many people you said you had on your list. 150. 150. And she's like, I'm going to sell 80 products. And I was like, Kelly, if you, I was like, I'm not going to tell you what's possible, but if you hit that goal, I will hire you immediately to work for me. <laughs> you can have a full-time job because <laughs> damn like that would be awesome right but you sold too which I thought was still really good 
I thought it was great. So on a podcast somewhere, I heard um, high intent, low attachment. Oh, I and love that. It's been like a, a mantra of mine. So I set really high intent. Um, I'm going to sell 80, right? <laughs> um, but then I have low attachment to the outcome. So actually, when I sold two, I was ecstatic. I was bouncing all over the place. I made money. I had, I, I had thin air and I made something, I turned it into money. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's such yeah. a good feeling, right? And you guys, there's so much about business that we don't control, but there's even more, I think, that we do control. And the way that you choose to see that is really powerful, mm-hmm. right? Because I've had just as many people come to me for coaching that have had sold even way more than that. And they're like, I'm a failure. This is never going to work. My business, I only made like X number and I spent all this time and I've been investing all this time, but you're choosing to focus on what is working. And that's really, really powerful. It gives you so much more momentum in your business when you're able Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. I think you're about to blow up. I think you have a ton of momentum behind you right now. I think so too. I mean, not to (laughs) shoot my own horn or anything, but toot toot girl, it's happening. Yeah. So the first launch was in July and it was 1%. So I sold, I actually made sales off of 1% of my list, right? Second launch was in August and it was 5%. And so this will be my third launch in September. And I had wanted to sell, so now my list is like 300 something. I had wanted to sell 13 courses, but I'm looking at it percentage wise and that's just not high enough. I, I quadrupled the amount of sales between July and August. Like, I kind of want to do it again. I want to sell it. talk about that you tripled your email list? <laughs> like, she's just casually like, oh yeah, I have 300 people now. How did you do that? How are you growing your list so fast? Um, a few different ways. So I got a bump when you guys asked me to do a workshop. You announced that I was going to do a workshop. I got a little bump there like people going and checking me out. I got a little bump yesterday from actually doing the workshop. Part of it's been word of mouth, like having those brand evangelists, like going into groups and being like, hey, I know who you need to check out to help you with this. Yeah, and you guys, the people that you guys follow too, like people listening to this, if there are podcasts that you like or coaches that you like, like it really helps us out when you guys like share our stuff in Facebook groups because we can't promote ourselves right and it's just like so helpful if you guys and it's not just us but i'm saying anyone you guys like if there's people you like that you see going above and beyond in the space or someone does a really great free training like shout that person out like review their podcast like you know it's we all have to support each other in this space so i think that's really important and i love that people are doing that for you yeah no and it's so it's so touching and rewarding each time like each time it makes me a little weepy (laughs) I'm not going to cry. And then the other thing I've done that has really helped grow my email list a lot is um, really low budget ads. And I've run, I've done this with both Pinterest and Google and different, a different type of low budget ad has worked for Pinterest and a different type has worked for Google. So what I did for Pinterest is I created a quiz. What's your blog writing style on my website? And I ran low budget, I mean like $5 a day ads to that quiz and then in order to get their results they have to put in their email address right that worked pretty well for pinterest and then for google i 
send people who are looking at like how to write blog posts, how to write blogs, things like that, to that blog post checklist post, which is a huge pillar post. It's like 5,000 plus words, right? And you get the blog post checklist. So you get a huge free resource right away and that blog post checklist. And a lot of people sign up for the actual checklist. And again, it's like five bucks a day. Yeah, we're, I'm messing with some different ad stuff right now too, but we're doing like, we're literally doing a dollar a day. I put off doing ads for like, I mean, obviously way too long. We just started doing them like last month. <laughs> but I would encourage you guys to like look at ads because you can definitely get results from that, especially once you start having product and bring in money. I think if you're not good at sales, then like spending money on growing your audience is a little bit like womp womp, right? But Kelly has some experience with sales and is developing a product and I think, you know, going to be able to do really well. Once you're good at sales, though, it's like the only thing between you and the huge, huge numbers is like getting enough eyeballs on your stuff, right? Because you're like, I know, you know, my conversion rate is this. If I can get this many people and I can make this much money and it, it actually becomes like a really consistent way to gauge your income. So, yeah, if you're scared of messing with ads, I think that can be a cool thing to try out. That's cool that it's working for you. So $5 a day. Google mm -hmm. ads, too. I've never thought even about doing Google ads. Yeah, that's what I started with. And I was just like... I. I didn't start at $5 a day. I was like, I'm just going to throw a little bit of money at this and play with it and see if I can make it work. And um, what I will say to reiterate what you said about, like, don't just throw an ad up for traffic. Like, that's not going to bring you money. Right now, I actually upped it to $10 a day because I know that I'm selling this thing at the end of the My month. My girls got to launch, right? Yeah. Well, got to do a launch. You always want to know why you're doing something, right? So people all the time will ask me, like, well, should I do this? Should I do a Facebook group? Should I do a podcast? And I'm like, well, what's the goal? <laughs> it's like, it depends. Like, I don't know what you should be doing. It depends what your goal is, right? And you don't want to be just like, throwing money away if you don't have a plan to monetize that traffic because then there's you're literally not going to get that money back but i think before a launch it's smart and we've been doing my launches in cycles i'm going to teach this in the sales course but we've been doing my launch in cycles where it's like in every 90 days we launch the mastermind but we're always gearing up towards the next mastermind launch and when we're gearing up we're like how do we get more leads like we know like i need more people to sell to in the next launch and so we'll start you know we started messing with ads and we looked at bundles and we're just always looking at how do we get more eyeballs on our stuff so i think that's a really important piece of your launch runway people don't plan their launches far enough out they're like i'm just gonna sell this thing <laughs> they don't warm up their audience they don't talk about the topic and they don't grow their audience any, and then they just kind of drop this product on everyone. But you're getting ready for your launch right now, right? Yeah, so I'm in like the hype phase, right? You told me <laughs> like a month ago on one of our calls, you were like, Kelly, I wanna see you do a challenge and then launch like a $197 product. And I was <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> so guess what I'm doing? <laughs> I love it. I love uh -huh. it. Kelly's so coachable. I love it. What else should I tell you to do? Maybe I should tell you to do more things. Tell me to do something that's going to make me a lot of money because I'll go do it. If face says I do it. It's like on the office where Steve Carell drives into the lake because the GPS tells him to. You're my GPS, Faith. Well, hopefully your launch isn't going to be like driving a truck into a lake, but we'll see how it goes. How do you feel about it? I feel great. I feel like this is like, I'm going to look back on this and be like, that's when it all happened. Like, this is when I blew up. 
And I even practice, and I've been doing this since like June. I practice pretending like I'm future me telling the story of this launch and how it changed everything for me. And um, the thing is, I really believe it. Like, call me delusional. I don't care. It's working. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not delusional at all. Right. And I think, I think you have to think different to be an entrepreneur and it makes you feel delusional because it's so different than how everyone around you thinks. But I think it's kind of required to be an entrepreneur. Like you have to kind of be able to back yourself and believe like, actually, like I'm good at what I do and people are going to love me and people are going to love this product and it's all about to happen. Right. I do the same thing with my business. Even now I'm like, we're about to make a $20,000 a month. Every month I'm telling myself we're about to hit $20,000 a month. Like can't wait. It's going to be so great. going to be so fun. And I'm holding that energy but that's like, you know, that's like doubling our revenue before the end of the year. That's not like a rational, like business goal to set, but also like watch me do it. Right. I'm not here to get average results and I'm not here to live the kind of life that everyone else is living. Right. So there's a lot of people around that have mindsets that might say that's delusional or might not practice thinking that way. There might be a lot of people around you that don't think that way, but I always also look around and I'm like, do those people have the result that I want? Yeah. What's the harm in believing that? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? What's the People worst that's going so to be wrong? People are so scared to be wrong. And they're just yeah. like, well, I don't want to like be disappointed. Right. And I just tell people, I'm like, I practice believing that and I'm wrong a lot. Right. I'm wrong, but I'm willing to be wrong because I know eventually I won't be. And I did the same thing with a 10K month and I do it publicly in front of everyone. Right. So I'm like all last year going like 10K month, 10K month, I'm going to make a 10K month. And I didn't hit a 10K month last year. I did it right but I hit it in March and it's like well who, like what you're saying like who cares like wouldn't you rather practice believing you're gonna hit a 10k month I would much rather practice thinking that for even if it takes 14 months to get that kind of result right and I'm gonna do the same thing with 20k month I'm never going like oh my god it didn't happen I'm a failure it's not gonna work like I knew it wouldn't work that girl Faith told me to practice thinking and I did practice and now it didn't happen it's like I'm never thinking that I'm just like oh taking a little longer 20k month 20k month 20k month like taking a little longer than i thought but i know it's on the way so yeah. i love that you're thinking that way i think it's really powerful i think you're gonna yeah. crush because of it high intent low attachment yeah i love that i love that and that's kind of the key to everything i think in business part of why i wish that i had started selling creating and selling things earlier is that it is really powerful to make money from nothing like I'm not, and I'm not talking about like, yeah, it feels nice to see the money in my bank account. I'm talking about like the power within you that you didn't know was there, that you could take thin air and make something and go turn it into a resource to make your life and your family's life better. Like that's an intense power. Yeah. It's the best skill I've ever learned. Like for yeah. sure. It's like, it is. And it's, it's changed the way I feel about life. I think it's the only way I would have had financial security because I walked through so much poverty in my life. I don't think I could have even gotten a salary job and actually felt secure. But now I'm like, I can make, I know I can generate money. You know, even if both of these businesses were burnt down, I know I could make six figures within a year, pretty much in any business. Cause I know how, what you're saying. I know how to generate money. I know how to market. I know how to do the things. And it's like that to me, for someone like me that grew up in poverty, like it is, it's game changing. Cause it's like, that's actual real security. You know, people talk about job security, but I never felt that way in my job that I do now. Yeah. And, um, 
I mean, a little backstory on me, like I grew up like middle class, like we never wanted for anything, but we never had money to throw around. But then when I was in my twenties, girl, I struggled. I was a single mom, barista, paying a divorce lawyer, $300 an hour and going to school. I was broke, 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 broke. And the thing is I got to 32 and I had pulled myself out of that. I had done all the right things. You guys can't see it, but I'm air quoting. Um, I climbed the corporate ladder. I, you know, clawed my way into this lower middle-class purchasing career. And I realized that that's it. This is it. That I, I found the cap in this career. <laughs> and I had to, you know, it was the most heartbreaking thing and it keeps me up at night is I don't really like my daughter's first through second grade is kind of a blur for me because I was so consumed with climbing the corporate ladder and like getting out of poverty. I don't really remember it. I don't remember it because I was so busy at work and for what? For what? To have that new management position that I'm perfect for, not make the fiscal budget again, right, for the second year in a row. And so I'm still in the same position, you know, for a raise that is bestowed upon me. Not that I really have any power over that's bestowed upon me that barely paces with inflation. Yeah, no, like that was the moment where I was like, girl, you need to, you need to take control. You need to be the boss. Yeah. I had a similar experience that I remember I remember feeling really underpaid in a job that I had and I went and people are always like women are underpaid because they don't ask for raises. Your girl's asking for raises, right? I'm like, I work very hard. Like I'm a very hard, like motivated worker. I'm like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. None of my things are on my job description. I basically at this point have made myself a new job and they wouldn't give me a raise. They were like, you know, we would have to reclassify your position and we wouldn't give you a raise. And I remember thinking I am never going to have to go to someone and pander to some man for money ever again. <laughs> it was just like, it was so disempowering because what you're saying, like, you can ask for a raise, but they just told me flat out no. Mm -hmm. And I was so disempowered and upset by that because I really felt like, oh, well, if I work hard, they'll see and they're going to give me more money. And then they just didn't. They didn't. I was there the whole, like, for years and they never gave me a raise. <laughs> Me too, girl. Me too. This is the way I've always been. I'm like, okay, girl, you don't like your life. You're, you change it. Right. And in fact, actually right at that time that, um, dirty head song came out vacation, you know, if you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. <laughs> I just, I took a vacation. I listened to that song over and over and over and I came back and I put in my notice. <laughs> Oh, wow. So you just decided. And then did you launch the blog after that? Or was it other things after that? What did you do when you came back from vacation? Yeah. Okay. So I launched my first blog in March. I went on vacation in April, gave my notice in May. <laughs> um, and I, I won't say that I just like quit, right? I eliminated some bills. I took a part-time position for the family business which, you know, it just worked out. They need, they really needed help. And I really needed a job that would flex with me so I could make this dream happen. So again, if you don't like what I was telling myself, if you don't like your life, you need to change it. Like nobody's going to do it for you. This is what you want. It's over here. Figure out how to get there. Right. And my, my 40 to 50 hour week soul sucking purchasing job was in the way. <laughs> 
So I figured out a way to make it work. And that meant going without a lot of the disposable income that I had gotten used to. But so what? Like the disposable income was not making me happy. Working for myself is making me really happy. <laughs> you know, so rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such an amazing opportunity. And I know it's hard. Like I know, and I feel so deeply for the people in my community. There's so many people, you know, especially in my big Facebook group that are in that grind stage where they're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to make any money and is it worth it? And people walk through so much doubt, but the reality of the opportunity is undeniable. Like what the heck opportunity are you going to get where you have unlimited earning potential, where you can work from anywhere, where you can make your own schedule. Like, you know, there's just no other opportunity like building an online business for yourself. I don't think like that I see, I don't think there's any other employment opportunity that's anywhere close to that. And chasing your dream. All that other time is wasted spending chasing other people's dreams. I work more hours now than I ever did in corporate America, but I am chasing my dream. And yeah. so it's a different energy. I always say I'm like, it's easier to work 80 hours a week for yourself than 40 hours a week for someone else. And that just was so true for me and my personality. Cause I can get up at like five and like work for four hours and then take a couple hours off and then like work late at night and like kind of space out where it's like 80 hours a week when you have control over your own time was easier for me to actually work than 40 hours a week, nine to five, Monday through Friday, where it was like, you have, your butt has to be like there producing during these hours. And I was much happier. My first couple of years, I was full time. I worked my butt off, right? I finally am like scaling back now, but I worked very, very hard, but it was, I was so much happier. I was like, like not even close <laughs> the amount of like, happiness. So I'm excited to see like where the rest of your journey and story takes you. I think you're in a really exciting, like pivotal moment in your blog journey. Yeah, I think so too. And for those of you out there who are wondering if you're ever going to make it, you need to create something and sell something. It's kind of like, stay with me, I'm going to get nerdy on you. It's kind of like keyword research you don't really quite understand how keyword research works until you start seeing it working, right? You see your, your ranking in Google and you see, you tweak something and it goes up and, and that works and you're like, oh, that, I get it. I get it now. When you create something and you actually sell it, you stop giving it away for free, the path becomes clear and you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. And Faith says all the time, if you can make 50 bucks, like you can make 10,000 bucks. And I didn't quite grasp that until I made 50 bucks and that was it. I was like, Oh, I get it. So if you are wondering if you're like in the, will I, won't I energy, which by the way, get out of that. <laughs> it's so exhausting. But if you're in there, make something and try to sell it. And if it doesn't work, do it again, do it until it works. I wish I had done it a year ago. Yeah. It takes like a certain amount of being relentless, but that energy of like, just keeping at it until you figure it out. But the problem is people get so detoured and distracted, they get relentless on the wrong things, especially in blogging, because everyone's chasing traffic. And I'm like, traffic isn't going to make you money. Like traffic doesn't pay my bills. Like, you know, that's not, it's just not. I'm like, I need like to be really good at sales, right? I need to have programs that are really good. I need my stuff to be really good. I need my communities to be the best so I can have really high conversion rates. And I'm like, when my conversion rates are so high and my stuff is so good, I don't need 
to chase that traffic. I don't need to do it and it's exhausting. So I love that you say that because I say it all the time. Maybe you guys will listen to Kelly if you haven't been listening to me. <laughs> like just sell something. And people will come to me and they're like, well, I'm not making any money. I've been working for years and years and years. And I'm like, okay, like let's look at your launch schedule. Let's look at your product line. And they don't have anything for sale. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like that's why you're not making any money. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, well, and I was sold pretty hard on the idea of affiliate links, and that just happens to be the sort of articles I read in the beginning, so that's what I had my heart set on, right? Affiliate links, make affiliate money. Well, you know what you need for affiliate money to work? Traffic. <laughs> or you need an email list that really trusts you, right? But not only has it been easier for me to make money I think I've made like 60 bucks off of an affiliate link once, right? So not only has it been easier for me to make money through my own product creation, but way, way more rewarding, so much more rewarding. Yeah. And that income is like much more scalable. So even if you bust your butt and you get, you can get it to work, right? But what the reason I stopped teaching that kind of stuff and the traditional blogging stuff is because I recognized there were women in my community that needed money now. I was having like more and more and I feel like more and more now than ever, people coming in that are in desperate situations that need money now. And I know what that is to like literally not have any money. <laughs> so I take it really serious. I think about it all the time. And I was like, what's the fastest way I can get money in people's hands to teach them sales, to teach them to make products. It's not affiliate. If I thought that was the fastest way to get you guys money, that's what I would be teaching you. But it takes so long. And if you do want that, if you do want that business, model of like doing affiliate link and passive income if you're really set on that i'll tell you right now the fastest way to get there is to get really good at sales make a product make six figures a year and then contract that stuff out <laughs> yeah. like i'm not building that site from scratch it takes so much work and, and so long and so people are sold this idea of passive income and it's like yeah you'll get passive income it might take you five to ten years to build it by yourself though so it's like is it that passive and most yeah. people aren't willing, most people burn out from not making any money for that long. Most people can't hold the vision and not get paid for five to 10 years to make, you know, affiliate income. Yeah. Especially on something they were sold to as a quick win. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, Especially. oh, like the passive income dream, <laughs> dreamland. <laughs> Six months from now, you'll be sipping mojitos with your toes in the sand and just like watching the money roll in. No. <laughs> Yeah, the product stuff is much more scalable because it's yeah. not as linked to traffic as the affiliate stuff. You just get capped, right? Like you, I kind of reached this point at Radical where it was like, our traffic like can't really, we don't really have anywhere to go traffic wise. It's like, you know, I'm not that good at SEO. We're pretty much dominating on Pinterest and all of my stuff, but it's like, you know, it, it's very hard to go from 100,000 page views to 200,000 page views. Like you think like, oh, like you're gonna get better at it. But the reality is the opportunity kind of gets narrower to get any big bumps in traffic once you reach a certain point, depending on your niche, right? It depends on your stuff. But for me, I was just like, I, you know, it's just not, not gonna work. It's not as scalable. And so that's why I like teaching people to sell your own products. I think that's a much more scalable business model. Yeah, definitely. And it's just so empowering. It feels good. Yeah, you feel so in control of your own income and your life. Yeah, it's the best feeling. It's like my favorite feeling ever. Do you want to talk about your next launch? Are you allowed to say, or is it like a... 
is it super secret? Is, am I going to get in trouble with my boss? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know if you want to like tell them about what it is now, if you're promoting it now. Maybe you have to go to Kelly's Facebook group to find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should, you should come to the Facebook group. It's private, so it's not spammy. And I know there's a lot of blogging Facebook groups out there that are just like all spam. That's not what's going on in there. <laughs> I just do a lot of like really, I do a lot of free trainings, Q and A's, and it's blog writing focused. But you know, if somebody's like really struggling with burnout or whatever, like I will hop on there and we'll talk burnout. You know what I mean? And so it's the center focus is blog writing, but really it's it's anything you're struggling with as a entrepreneur. But um, what I have coming up is a three-day blog writing challenge. It's called the Blog Post Reboot. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a boring blog post that you have and we're going to revamp it over the course of three days. And I'm going to help you do that. And we'll do it like chunk by chunk. So it's not something that's going to take like five hours a day. It's going to take like 10 minutes a day. And I'm going to do one too. So um, if you sign up for the free challenge, then you will get your materials on Monday, the 14th. And then on Wednesday, the 16th, that's the first day of the challenge. And so that's when you'll see me like going live in my Facebook group and walking you through exactly how to do it. And I'm going to show you while I'm revamping one of my old boring posts. Because, and we talked all about this yesterday, it's insanely important to stand out online. There's so much crap and noise out there just written by people trying to make a buck instead of people actually like caring and trying to help their audience that there's, there's nothing more important. One of the worst things you can do as a blogger is blend in with the noise. And it's not a unteachable skill to stand out. It's not. It's 100% learnable and you will get better and better at it the more you practice. So the, the point of this challenge is just to give you a really quick win so you can realize that it's doable. Yeah, I love that you teach that. I think that's why people ask me all the time, like why I think like Radical did so good when I first launched it that first year, especially. And I think it's because when I went into that, I was in the mental health space at the time and I was like looking around, there was a lot of like new agey stuff and a lot of like stuff that was like written by therapists. And my stuff just was a lot different than what anyone else was doing at that time. And I think it really, really served to blow me up. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, look at what everyone is doing in your space and then just do something different. Because what happens is everyone looks at everyone in their niche and they're like, oh, everyone's like writing about this. I got to write about this. Oh, everyone has pink and white modern blogs. My blog has to look like that. And I love that you teach, like, don't do that. <laughs> like, stand out. <laughs> Yeah. The worst thing you can do is blending. And I hear this a lot in particular from bloggers is that like, man, I'm, you know, I'm a fun person in person. And then when I write, it's boring and I come across really stuffy and straight lace. And the real problem is that they, they can't see a way to change that. They just think they accept it as a truth that they're a boring, stuffy writer. And that's not true. It's a learned skill, just like sales. You just have to learn how to flex that muscle. And it's actually pretty easy. Once you do it a couple times, you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. If I throw this little word in there that I say all the time, that's going to take this sentence from boring and generic to super Kelly-fied, right? It's not 
unteachable and unknowable. There's no it factor happening here, <laughs> right? Yeah, you guys definitely want to do that challenge. So we'll link Kelly's challenge in the show notes and go make sure you sign up. And then don't just sign up because signing up doesn't count for anything. It only counts if you go and go do the work, right? So sign up for her challenge. Pick a blog post that you know sucks, right? It's for sucky blog posts. So pick a blog post that you don't, like the blog post you're embarrassed of, the one where you're like, oh my God, I hope like no one ever like sees that. Take that blog post and take it through her challenge for three days. And it, it'll be a skill that you can use in your business forever. It'll be like, it's such a good use of your time. So make sure that you don't just sign up, like go sign up, but then you guys actually have to do the work. <laughs> Like it doesn't count if you guys don't do it. <laughs> I sign up for challenges all the time and don't do them. I don't know if anyone else does that. <laughs> no, I do it. And a lot of the times I forget, you know, I have all, I have every intention of doing it when I get there, but so mark it on your calendar, 16th through the 18th of September, 2020, you're going to be doing the blog post reboot challenge with your new blogging bestie, Kelly. Yeah, and then it'll be skills. You can use those skills on every single blog post you put on your site. It's just such a good investment of your time to get good at writing blog posts if you're going to write them. It's like, otherwise, you're just going to waste your time and you're not going to be able to build that brand that really stands out, that has the followers, right, that people would recommend to their friends, that people really love everything that you do. We want to get people obsessed with you. That's what we want. (laughs) You want to have, like, internet stalkers. Absolutely. That's right. Like you want people to read your writing without knowing who it is and say, oh, that sounds like Faith, right? When I read something Faith has said, I'm like, hmm, that sounds like Faith Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know her stuff when I see it, regardless of whether or not I know that she wrote it or said it. And that's, that's what we're aiming for. And it's obtainable. That's the message I want. I want you guys to hear is that you can have that. It's not an exclusive club. And I know we're all super busy. So I am going to be really mindful of your time. I'm going to try to keep these lives on the shorter side, just really big, impactful moments where you can take the first part of your blog post, tweak it a little bit, and then end up with something amazing and bombastically you. Yeah, it's worth having a brand that has a lot of personality. I think it makes you stand out a lot online. Bree and I actually spent a lot of time talking about the brand my brands and how we want them to sound and how we want people to feel when they find it and what we want it to look like. And it's really important to us to the point where I feel like with my brands, like we, they almost have their own personality at this point where it's like, they're like, they're (laughs) without me. And that's very deliberate. Like we did that on purpose. And I think it's a smart business move, right? Because it's like, I feel like I'm in my own lane, which is funny because I think I'm in the most oversaturated niche, like of all time. Like, I think everyone's like teaching how to make money online and there's all these people in there. But at the same time, I'm like, no one's doing what I'm doing. No one looks like me. No one sounds like me. No one is doing what I'm doing. And that's what's so powerful about what Kelly teaches is it really gives you your own lane. So your brand has your own voice, right? It looks like you. It sounds like you. And no, when you're doing that, no one can touch you. You're untouchable. You're like in your own lane. And it's a really good feeling. You don't have to operate from scarcity, right? I'm not afraid to like recommend people that I love, like Kate Doster and Allison Reeves and people I really respect. Like I'm not scared to tell you guys like about them and that they're awesome because I know like I'm different. <laughs> like, like I look different. I feel different. I sound different. And if people want to work with me, they will. 
And so I think it's an important, really undertaught, really under talked about thing, just as far as finding your voice and how important your voice is in your brand, in your writing, in everything that you do. And I think that's partially why Bree's really good at this. And I think that's partially why my brand has gotten so strong since I brought her on. She really sees the personality of my brand. So mm -hmm. I think working with Kelly will help you guys do that. If you're like feeling like you're blending in or feeling like you don't have your own lane, I think working with Kelly will really, really help you guys do that. Like you say, the clarity comes from action. The clarity is not gonna come from brainstorming your brand. It's gonna come from weaving what you've brainstormed into your actual writing. Yeah, don't y'all go making any vision board crap or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see anybody like sitting there looking at fonts for an hour. My God. I uh, did that when I started. Did you do that? I like was like looking at my fonts and like my colors and like yeah. it would take me like days to do that stuff, which is so funny because it's like now I can't even imagine like thinking about that for more than two seconds now. I just don't have time like to be straight with you. It's really easy to get caught up on that stuff, but that's not really what it's about. Like, it's not really about the, the fonts and stuff. <laughs> no, no, you can have a crappy website. And if you are like bombastically you and amazing, you actually, I mean, and a writing coach shouldn't say this, but if you even aren't that great of a writer, but you are so you and like powerful and authentic when you're writing, people will forgive a lot of stuff. They will forgive like your kind of crappy website if you show up like powerfully in your writing to help and serve and it's just like oozing with you, they're gonna love it. Yeah, they don't care. Like people don't care. People only care if you can help them. People only care about the impact that you have on them. Right. And we spend a lot of time like thinking about our brand and all this stuff about, but it, that's really egotistical because that's not what people care about. People care about like, how are you impacting them? How are you going to help them? And if you're doing that, they don't care. I mean, I'm a great, I wish I had a screenshot of the radical site, like even a year ago, like it was so ugly and so bad. Right. But I was making full-time income off of that site for years because I was helping people. Right. And I was impacting people. And if you can do that, it doesn't matter. Not that I'm sure there's like some web designer that's going to like email me after this. <laughs> I mean, try to have a good website, but you guys get what we're saying, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And you'll be surprised. I don't, I was really surprised recently when I went to a website of a blogger who has been in the game for a long, long time. And I know they are making bank. And I went to their website and I was like, dude, this looks like it was built 10 years ago. <laughs> But it's working. It's working because that's not what the audience really cares about. A nice website's nice. It needs to work. But that's ultimately not what they're there for. If you're good at sales, you can make money without a website these days. Like yeah. with social media, I have a friend that did a like $12,000 launch. She doesn't have an email list. <laughs> she just is like on Instagram. She's launched to her Instagram. No sales page, no email list. She was just like, DM me, get in this program. This is what I'm doing. She did some lives about it and she sold it, you know, so you don't even need, I mean, have a website, do the things, but I'm just saying it's not as important as people think it is. And it's definitely not as important as what Kelly is saying, like the intention behind what you're creating. And there's a lot of room. There's a lot of people creating things. We talked about this in Kelly's workshop yesterday. There's a lot of people creating things that are just checking things off their list. Some coach, some person told them at some point, to post on their blog Monday and Friday and to send an email newsletter once a week and they're doing it and they're checking off the boxes, but they're not holding high intentions for that content. 
they're just trying to get it done. And you can tell, like when I look at people's stuff, there's not that many people's stuff where I look and I'm like, whoa, like this girl is like knocking it out of the park. Like this girl's powerful. This girl feels powerful. So if you're willing to learn the stuff that Kelly's doing, there's a lot of space for you to stand out because there's a lot of people just not putting that kind of intention into their writing and into their stuff. I don't think. What do you think? No, 100%. Like 98% of the stuff on the internet was done as like a chore. And you can tell if you're bored when you're writing your blog post, your audience is going to be bored. Like they are going to tell. That's what I was saying yesterday. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for people like us who actually care. Like a lot of people get it twisted. They're like, man, the internet is so full of noise and BS how am I ever going to be heard in this like oversaturated environment? That's your opportunity to be heard. All you have to do is care more than these people who aren't caring at all and are just like doing it as a chore, doing it to squeeze money out of people, not bringing the energy, not bringing the fire. Yeah, that's a massive opportunity, I think, online. So I hope you guys will follow Kelly. I do think the things that you're teaching can change someone's business right? It changed my business. Like just deciding I was going to be powerful and I was going to not just create mediocre stuff anymore and not just like do things because I felt like I had to. I mean, it really changed my business. I was doing well and I probably could have kept doing well, but I don't think I would have like been doing anywhere near what we're doing now without just deciding like, actually, no, like I'm going to actually blow everyone out of the water. Like I'm not just going to be checking boxes. Like I'm going to blow people's minds when you hold that intention, it's not about like my stuff being good or me being like brilliant because I'm not. It's just that I hold a very high energy for myself and my community that I have the ability to do that. And it's not because I'm special. It's just I just decided to think that. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of women don't claim their power. Women like to women like to be humble and tell themselves that they're not that powerful and they're not that good at things um, and put everyone else first. But the power is there if you want to claim it. And it's a lot more, it's a lot easier to make money. <laughs> so I would suggest it. <laughs> it's, it's better over here. It's better over here. We're just having yeah. more fun. We're getting more paid, you know? Yeah, we're doing really big things. So I'm excited. I'm so thankful to have you as part of my community. And you've been so coachable. My God, like as a coach, you're like the dream client, I feel like. Gosh, <laughs> oh, shucks. She just goes and does. She doesn't even ask me questions. She's just like, I did this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I get it. She's yeah. my GPS. Faith tells me to do something and I do it. Yep. So join Kelly's challenge. Get in the mastermind. We're going to be opening the mastermind. You want to be in the mastermind next quarter. If you're not in it, I don't know why. <laughs> if you're not in it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I don't know what you're doing. I know that's how, what I say when I sell it. And people, I think, think I'm being a jerk. And I'm like, no, I'm being serious. Like, I don't understand why you're not in it. <laughs> I recorded a video testimonial for you. I'm about to drop it in your group. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah. We didn't even ask her to do that. She asked me, she's like, can I do a video testimonial for you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Brand evangelist. That's what you need. That's what you need. And I think when you focus too on making powerful content, you, you'll have people emailing you, asking you to buy stuff, right? It's like, that's the kind of energy I want you guys thinking about is like, what would you have to make to where someone sees your video or reads your post and they email you and they're like, how do I buy your stuff? Like, how do I get coaching from you? How do I get in your mastermind? 
we're getting those kind of emails in my business. And I think I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because that's what I want you guys to be doing. Cause it's just so much easier to sell. People want whatever I got. <laughs> People are like, just give me what I got. Like, just give me what you got. So just show up to help and show up in your power. And I think you can have that too, where people want your courses. People are emailing you. People see your posts and they're like emailing you. Like, how do I get in your course? Like, is this workshop open? Do you have coaching? Like, how do I work with you? You want to be thinking about how can I get people in that space? What would you have to do? That's what I'm always thinking about. I'm like, what would I have to do where someone sees a video of mine and they like want to email me and message me to get coaching? Like, what would I have to provide? And to me, like a weekly email newsletter is not doing that anymore. I don't think. I think that's why the live videos are working so well. So anyway, I could talk forever. I feel like I could just talk to Kelly forever. I know. <laughs> I could keep going too. Thank, Thank you so much. You. I'm so excited for you. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to talk to you very quickly about the Blogging Breakthroughs Mastermind. The Mastermind is an offer I created for you to get affordable business coaching. Business coaching changed my life, changed my business, and I really believe helped me get on the path to start making six figures online. The problem with business coaching is that it can be very, very expensive. So I created this offer for new bloggers to get business coaching from me at a crazy affordable price. You get a coaching call every single week. We get on Zoom. I can talk to you about any problems you have in your business, any questions you have with your business. So you'll never be stuck. You always have a resource. You always have me as a mentor to help you throughout the entire process of building your business. Besides the Zoom coaching calls, you also get a private Facebook Live every single week. I sit in the live and answer every single question from every single member of the mastermind. So you have two chances every single week to get mentored by me, get all of your questions answered. And honestly, I really think it is priceless. The doors are closed right now, but make sure you get on the wait list and we will notify you when it opens. I would love to have you inside. You can find the wait list and all the details at faithmariah.com. I hope you guys have a great day.